What the hell is the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Who tried to get me in mid-shoe? Hello, everybody, and welcome into a special edition of Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn. And from Surprise, Arizona, we have... Uh, I am Evan Grant, and it's always a special edition of Ballsy, isn't it? Well, it is kind of special, but this one's a little different because, you know, usually we have a very... Uh, certain franchise-specific, team-specific. Yes, Cowboys, Mavericks, colleges, whatever that is. This time we decided to branch out a little bit and try something different in which we are going to determine who is the coolest DFW athlete. Of course, you see, the, athlete. you see the irony in this, right? Evan Grant, Kevin Sherrington, and Barry Horn are going to pick cool. We're the arbiters of cool. There's no question yeah. about that. There's no question about it. I think, I think most people would say that, that we were. That we were. And I guess what we first have to do is determine what we think is cool. So I'm going to let Barry start with what he thinks. His, what, what is your definition of cool? My defi- I think for, for the sake of this uh, podcast, I'm going to say uh, approachable, nice human being, somebody you would like to have lunch with. And would wouldn't mind having lunch with you or with us or with Joe Fan. So what you're saying is like, oh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He's a yeah, cool guy because yeah. he's a nice guy, basically. Nice guy. No, he's a mensch or she's a, a mensch. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's helping out all the the good old boys from Garland. So, that's so. right. They'll all get that. <laughs> oh, so Kevin Mensch is the coolest athlete. Kevin Mensch would, would would be in the list. All but, right. So, but, so, so yeah, that's right, my definition. So I get it. I get it. All right. So now, Evan, what what is your definition of cool? Well, I do think that there's there's that aspect of, you know, it's somebody you'd like to hang out with. Um, I don't know if it's somebody you'd want to have lunch with so much as somebody you'd want to have dinner and hang out on the town with. Um, Dinner's at, better at than lunch. At, yeah. At a nice restaurant. Yeah. Um, but for me, there's there's also kind of a an element of style and personality. Um, when I look back at, at, at growing up in, in the 70s and 80s, to me, like, Two of the coolest athletes on the planet were Walt Frazier. Um, certainly, guy had a shoe named after him. Um, uh, was a was a was a really stylish guy. Was the the toast of New York City, and and Dr. J. And you know, I mean, great nickname, um, great great ability. Uh, those those and you know, just a guy who who seemed like, boy, I really wish I could count this guy as one of my friends. So I, I would like to point out that that. The only athlete I've ever asked for an autograph, and I was still in college, so I, I kind of give myself a, a pass on this one, was uh, Dr. J. He was at, he came to, and performed in a charity basketball game. And did he give you the he autograph? Was, he gave me the autograph. Because, autographed the back of my credential. Because he's, he's a mensch. Because, yeah, because he was a cool guy. Not, not, to he's me, a mensch. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm more on Evan's side of this thing. And I, when I think of cool, I, I think of growing up in that, in that you talk about growing up in the 70s and 80s. I grew up in the 60s and 70s. And I grew so, up in the 50s. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Is that a guy like Steve McQueen? That's cool. Steve McQueen is cool. That's because he was in a movie called Cool Hand Luke. No, no, he was not. That was Paul Newman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Steve McQueen was in Bullet and in the The Great Escape and several other movies, but not, not in uh, uh, Cool Hand Luke. So at any yeah, rate, there, 
but, but I think but, there is that aspect also of the guy is so cool that if you were in trouble, he'd find a way to get out. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I think that uh, my, my definition of it would be uh, kind of a blend of the, of the two of you guys, that, that a guy who, who's a approachable, a nice guy, but also a great player uh, and and a guy who responds to the situation, not a, not a kind of guy who's, who's, who's blowing up all the time, a guy who handles his business and handles it well. Uh, and so uh, those that's that's our, our our rough definitions of cool. So I, I, I think also that. in going over the list of names we came up with, we hadn't even talked about the list of names. Well, either. I'm going to present the list in, in a couple of seconds. But this is like the Academy Awards. Every everybody and there are no win, there are no winners. We will not say and the winner is. Oh, okay. These guys are all winners. They're all winners. Way. That's right. Especially compared to us, us three. Yeah. But but here but here but here's the point. I, I'm just looking at the list that I think Evan sent out first. And he mentions everybody just about by their first name. Yeah, I think that's part of the deal. And yeah. the, and, and and that's interesting. He had Dirk, yeah, Pudge, Nolan, <laughs> Roger, Tony, Mike, Mo, Mikey, Mo, Emmett, Michael, Troy, Tyler, another Michael, Jordan, and my favorite, the beautiful Harvey Martin. <laughs> I don't know how you came up with Harvey Martin in that group, but well, Harvey I'll, I'll Martin played for that. the Cowboys and DJed a jazz show while he while he on a radio jazz show. I did not know that. A, I did yes, not know Yes, because that. you're a Johnny but, come lately to this area. Wow. I do think, you know, I mean, was born here, pal. <laughs> I think either first name recognition or a a nickname, a unique nickname is something that uh, is a definitely a a uh step towards being cool. Um and and we have, I, you know, I know when we go through this list, we've got, we've, we've probably got up to 20 names or so that we could all pick from, but um, this is a town that's had its share of cool athletes over time. And, and I really, I mean, I think part of that is because in the 70s and 80s and, and really through the 90s, there was no more cool franchise in all the sports than the Dallas Cowboys. So sure. um, I think that all factors in. Oh, I, and this just in, I think I left out two names, Brett who uh, Kevin was a big uh, advocate of, and, and somebody who is go- who I think is cooler than cool, Nancy. Nancy. Uh, you know, it's, uh, someone that we left off this list, of, I'm just thinking about that because of what uh, what Evan just said about the Cowboys, and I have to tell you, I, I already had in my mind who, who my guy is. I, I, I think my guy is, is going to be, he might be more than, uh, he might get more than one vote here today, but, but uh, is, is Danny Don Meredith. You know, he is the original cool athlete in, in Dallas. There's, to me, there's no question about that. And, and a, a little bit of a, of, a, uh, of a tragic figure as well. But also a guy, when you talk about a guy handling the situations and what happened to him, people booing him like they were, and that he was still very cool in, in, the, in the huddle, in the, in the locker room. His teammates absolutely loved him. I, I think All that, right, but let me, that Dandy let me would get right up on Don, on, on Don Meredith, let me ask you this. And, yeah. and, and again, I mean, his playing time in Dallas, predates my my football following just a little bit but was Don Meredith did Don Meredith not become cooler when he became a commentator than as an act as an actual athlete well I think he did but you know you have to remember that the time that he played was not like the media time we have now uh sure. there, there's there's a couple of guys covering the team you know that they talked to, to Don and of course they they all liked him you heard you heard stories you know people told stories about him and the things that he did um but you know 
Here is a guy that, you know, Pete Gent wrote one of his main characters in North Dallas 40. It was about Don Meredith. Uh, right. And then, of course, and you're right, we did see the really cool come along when he became uh, was on Monday Night Football and in the booth, and he was tremendous in that role and, 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 again, a, I think and a great foil with, for Howard Cosell. I think we've seen some of that with Troy. I mean, I think he's become he's become much more the guy that you want to hang with since he's become – a commentator. Now, I think Troy elevated his game in the NFL a little bit higher than than, than Meredith did, but I, I do think that Troy. I, we've seen a side of Troy's personality that makes you want to go to Mikasina and meet him and his family in Highland Park uh, much more after watching him on Fox. Well, Troy will tell you that there's a whole generation out here who don't know him as a football player. Right. They know him as right. as the lead broad, lead analyst on Fox. And now, but you. But here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Does that same generation know Roger Staubach as a real estate mogul, or do they still know him as, you know, Roger the Dodger? I don't, I don't think that generation knows him at all. I, mean, I think if you live in Dallas and grow up around Dallas, he's still mentioned enough that, that kids know him. But people outside of Dallas, they don't know who. You know, if you're young and live you know, from California, you don't know who Roger Staubach is. So that that's the that's unfortunate thing of it. And it is too bad. Uh because he certainly has that ability as well. So But let's so, let's face facts. If you were picking one position, if you were picking one position that was the coolest of cool, it would have to be the Cowboy the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. And and we've already we've just mentioned three guys who have held that position. So um, and, and I think when it's all said and done, you probably might want to even include Tony Romo in that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I th- in, in my mind, uh, uh, in that list, in which I helped come up with that list too. Oh, uh, take credit. Look at, look no, at no, it. no, no, I didn't. I didn't y'all did more, much more than I did. But the, but the, and, and all those guys are certainly cool. And, and certainly they've all uh, had that, or uh, people that we, we've looked up to and dealt with, and, and they've been great. Evan, did, are you being a, a, approached by a wolf, or what's going on out there? No, it's more F-16. Um, <laughs> we're, you know, we're close to the Air Force Base here. And, oh, that's right. They're strafing, they're strafing the compound right now, aren't they? We, we get buzzed every once in a while. Wow. Well, make sure you duck when they come over. That'd be great. So, uh, I will. Uh, so, and I, and I like all these names, Hunter, but I had to, as, I, as I've said before, I, I think I'm, I'm it's, for me, it's between Dandy Don and uh, Dirk Nowitzki for, for, uh, for mine. And, and I want to say, first of all, I've already kind of presented my case for Dandy, uh, who, who I think. Uh, I, I right, well, you, let's, I, let's go down the full list. Let's, we let's go do the whole full, the full cl- list for people. All right. Well, I thought we already did go down the full list, but let's do it again. This time, give their full names, Barry. Dirk Nowitzki Thank or you. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and look, here's a guy who just had a hamburger named after him. <laughs> oh, so I the, mean, that's how cool. much cooler? Does, how much cooler is it than that? Brad Sham has a hamburger named after him as the well. Shamburger. Yeah, and I don't think that. I don't think that. Are I, you saying Brad's I, not cool? I love Brad. He does a no, great. He did a great job no, in our Dirk, intro. But, but Dirk I'm not shows up in a cool. chef's jacket for the tasting of his hamburger. This well, is. This is cool. But this is it? the guy. This is the guy I want to hang with. This is the guy I want to. Uh, uh, I want to go out on the town with because Dirk makes fun of himself. He, he, he he's got he's got style, but he's he's just really at ease making fun of himself, ha- having a good time. Uh, here's the thing about Dirk. And he's got a championship. Yeah, he does. Uh, here's the thing about Dirk. If you've ever been around him or, uh, you know, in a game-type situation or, you know, in the locker room, whatever, um, what makes him cool to me is that w- when you talk to him about him, he- he's very disinterested. 
you know, and and it's that monotone, and he and he comes off, and, and he, he sounds like a robot. He doesn't like it at all. But if you get him to talk about other people, then he's much more animated. And 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 so, and first of all, he's a very smart guy about his business, uh, a very hardworking guy about his business. And and when he would take criticism, as before they won the the world title, uh, he was uh, he was the first to say, you know what, I screwed up. Uh, I I I I need to play better. Uh, and, I, and I deserve the criticism I get. And, 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 and does accountability, in, in your mind, and in the definition certainly that Barry mentioned, does accountability not play a big factor in cool? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just a, a guy who, who understands the situation, understands uh, what his job is and what he's supposed to do. The accountability just kept C.J. Wilson just off this list a little bit. Oh, C.J. would have had himself at the top of this list. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, CJ me... would, yes, C.J. would be the coolest in the list of C.J. Wilson. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Who else? Pudge. Pudge. Okay, again, now I, I guess all of my stuff is starting to center around food, but I mean. <laughs> and, and, and you made fun of me in the Ranger podcast when I asked you about your favorite uh, dinner at Payway. Well, it was more the timing, Barry. It was oh, more the timing. stop it. But, but who can ever forget Pudge going into the stands? This is, this is who he was. That electric smile behind the plate went into the stands after a foul ball, landed basically in the lap of like a little eight-year-old girl, and took a nacho out of her out of, out of her plate and ate it right there. Hence the and nickname. That, I mean, and the kid loved it. I mean, that's that that to me is again that's cool. Hence the nickname Pudge. Yeah. Uh, Pudge, of course, is Kevin, the greatest catcher in the, in the history of the name Rangers. Is, is Ivan Ivan Rodriguez, uh, a great catcher, one of the two or three best catchers ever, and certainly the the greatest. I think you had to you'd have to say right now, in my estimation, he's the greatest player the Rangers have ever produced. Okay, so speaking the, about the greatest player they've ever, absolutely the greatest player they've ever produced, and, and really, I think that this fall he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, if he's not the greatest catcher of all time, then then it's a great argument between him and, and Johnny Bench. Uh, and I think the only thing that Bench would really have going for him over over Pudge at this point is is the number of World Series that Bench won. Um, but but ben, bench, ben, that, bench didn't do that by himself. I mean, there was there was a big right. red machine around. No, that's right. true. That's true. But I mean, it's still you know, Bling is part of being cool, and and Johnny's got a whole lot of World Series right. I think but he, I had, he had more power too. All right, right let's move Pudge. on. Nolan. I, wait, 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 I just no, want to no. say this before we before we're done on touch. The only thing, the only other thing I'd say in, in terms of of cool aspects is there's got like a guy has to leave some kind of legacy, some kind of memory, and I mean. We remember Pudge coming up as a 19-year-old and growing up in front of this entire this entire population, and really almost two generations of Ranger fans grew grew up watching Pudge be the most exciting catcher behind the plate, and so I, I think that factors in as well. Well, is he, is he adding to his cool by being a Ranger broadcaster now? You, I, you brought it. I up. tell you this. Bear, I don't know if he says anything worth a worth a hoot on on TV because I never watch it with the sound up at the ballpark. But he sure does look like he's having fun. I mean, is there an announcer who looks like he's having more fun than Pudge? He's having fun. I don't know. He, I don't know if he had as much fun dealing with us when we asked him questions after games. Uh, no, no, that he was definitely that was not so much fun for him. No, Nolan. not so much. Nolan, Nolan Ryan, Nolan. you're talking about. Well, we're okay. I'm using the first names. Nolan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Go ahead, Kevin. Well, certainly, certainly an icon. He's a, Nolan Ryan is a guy who'd be on the Mount Rushmore of Texas athletes. I'm not talking to, just about Texas Rangers. I'm talking about Texas athletes in general. 
Um, and and when you if you if your qualifier is approachable, accommodating that type of thing, the there's to, in my mind, considering his stature, there has never been uh, an athlete uh, in this market who was more willing to talk to to someone, anyone about anything, and entertain what they thought. Uh, I can't tell you how many times and when we would have those little dinners with him at the ballpark or, or it, it, in spring training, whenever it was over the years, when he would ask you what you thought about something, uh, right? And and really wanted to know what you thought about it. And well, the, uh, and how many times noticed, do you get that from an athlete? The, the thing I noticed about Nolan in public was, you know, he'd stand here at spring training and sign autographs for two hundred people, and that's 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 a great great attribute. Yes, absolutely. But the thing to me. Like, you know, you just mentioned he'd be on – to me, he would be on the Mount Rushmore of, of of local DFW athletes. But he's more almost icon to me than he is cool because I think for so many people, he was so intimidating and so uh, uh, above and, and beyond reproach that people were actually intimidated about going up to him and talking to him. Um, and, and the funny thing is, Nolan loved for people to come up and talk to him. He loved to goof around. He loved to have fun. But I don't think the general public ever saw that because because they respected him so much and were were so uh, just kind of stammering when they'd be around him. The most amazing thing for me is because I can't remember yesterday. He could remember at bats and he could remember facing people and the pitches he threw to them, or at least I. Th- he sure convinced me, but he could remember situations. At I, I, he could kind of. I, now I did a I did a twenty seven part series with him one time, uh, which meant there was one year one part it, for every year of his career. Right, and uh, and I would have to research that season, and then I would come back, and he would say, "Okay, what happened that year?" And okay. then, I, then I would tell him. So he he doesn't remember it like that. He, he had to be, he had to be prompted. But I think he yeah I think that he remembers. Those are pretty electrified moments in your career when you're you got Robin Ventura under your uh, arm. And you're, you're pounding him, putting noogies yeah. on his head. Would he have been a, a, a great UFC uh, g- uh, guy? No, no, not he's not a UFC kind of guy. No, no. in his prime, in his no. youth. You know the funny thing about what I always when people would no, ask he'd me, been a, he'd have been a great rodeo cowboy. I, yeah, you're right. I, when people ask me about Nolan, I always say, you know, he he just from just from a, a personality standpoint, just reminded me of a guy that lived next door to you, the kind of guy that you know, cool. he'd get out of his car, he'd wave to you, and you'd wave back, and then you know, then that's the that's the all the uh, you know, he the, was a match interaction you had. He was yeah. a guy that. Guy that if you needed a hand fixing your fence, he'd come over and give you a hand. Yes, he would. That's the kind of guy. That's the kind of guy All right, he let's, is. Let's 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 move on. Uh, I think we talked a little about Roger. We did. Well, I think you, you can't dismiss Roger. Though. No, no, but we already talked about him. Roger now uh, in, in this market too, a world class individual, uh, a world class guy, very humble, yep. uh, just just as nice as he could possibly be. Uh, also, the kind of guy who would do anything uh, for for you, and and a hardworking, really made a great career. Uh, it's funny. One time, I was talking to Jeff Staubach, his son, and Jeff said, "You know, my dad never let me win in anything." You know, Roger's unbelievably competitive, right. uh, and, and that's the kind of guy he was. And I think yes. also, you know, more so than the other guys that we're talking about, Roger has been part of the landscape here for 50 years. Um, yes, that makes a big difference. You know, it, to me it does. I mean, the longevity of it does it certainly does. It, it also borders him on that, Do you know, is he is he more icon or is he more cool? I'm remembering the guy who played – and I was an Atlanta Falcons fan, and I didn't really care for the Cowboys, but good Lord, I love Roger Sawback. So um, I, there, there's a level of coolness there for, for me. I remember for, I remember from his Navy days, okay? Wow. Before he was Captain Comeback. Yeah. How about uh, Tony? 
That would be Tony Romo. No. No. Tony Dorsett? That would be Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. Okay. Dorsett. So, so now we got in trouble with our one name. Uh, uh, but, but what about Tony? Dorsett. Well, I, I mean, again, my my take on Tony is, you know, he was he was a premier star for what was a dynastic team in the middle of the seventies when when you know Dallas was a very glitzy and, and glamorous kind of place, and I I, I think that he didn't. And, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't know that he at that point in time that he kept as high a profile as some athletes do now. Oh, I think he but, did. Well, it's, it was hard in those days. But for his time, he kept about as high, uh, high a profile as you could. You know, there the, was no TMZ then. There was well, no. and the the the, the thing that, that I remember about Tony, besides his, his great running ability, was that his constant complaint that Tom Landry didn't use him enough. Right. You know that that he wanted to run the ball more, and and Tom's feeling was, I, I'm trying to preserve your career. I'm trying to, right. to keep you around, and, and you know he. And now, unfortunately, it, uh, Tony does have some problems. Uh, it feels like with the dementia that might have been caused by his days playing football. And so I don't know how, how much it, good it did him. I, I know Tom wasn't on this list, but but I but I th- and because he, he wasn't, but I think he is the coolest of the cool. Tom Landry. Tom Landry. He marched to a separate drummer. Didn't care about uh, you, you know people made fun of of, of his. Uh, he was distant of his persona. Dwayne Thomas called him the Plastic Man, which, which, but Tom was Tom. That was him. He wasn't trying. He wasn't playing a game. That that was Tom, and and his he didn't care to be cool, which makes him cool. Tom Landry would have been a, a great uh, uh, lawman in the old west. I mean, that, yeah. to me, that's exactly what he personified. Was was that uh, that that quiet, yeah, I, cool, like like the American Express commercial? Yes, that's and right. I don't. I don't I don't look at this as a. I certainly don't look at this as a negative, but I don't. I Landry does not mean, come into my lexicon for cool athletes in DFW, partly because you know the majority of his career was a coach more so than than as an athlete. But the the second part for me is again one of those guys who was kind of beyond reproach, and that you were you were almost from afar intimidated to go up to him and say anything other than uh, Coach Landry. Yes. Uh, but do, do Thank you, you. But you know, Tom Landry gave everybody his home phone number. His home who, phone number was listed. It was listed, and and I'm, I know writers who would call him. Uh, but this any has day nothing to do not, with writers, Barry. But but, but, but wait a minute. But but he but he was approachable. He he, he was approachable. He was the kind of guy you could call. I can You know, the, most of the conversations I ever have with Tom Landry were over the phone. I'm calling him because it's after his career was over, right? And and I'm and I'm calling him uh, at home about something. He picks up the phone. He was always very agreeable and always very nice about that. That that's that's right. pretty cool. If we're if we're talking about being approachable, you know, I, I know what you're. I get and, what you're saying, Evan. Uh, but you know, I think that that when you talk about a guy being approachable, sometimes it's because of what they did was so great, and to you, it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with his personality. It has everything to do with what they've accomplished. Well, this goes back to Evan's right. icon. He was so iconic, people yes. did not feel yeah that they that could, they could approach comfortable. Yes. Did not feel comfortable. That's correct. All right, what's okay. who's next on our list? I want to I want to jump ahead to to somebody. But I, I want to include Nancy, yeah. and that would be Nancy Lieberman. Nancy uh, Nichols. Not no, Nancy Nichols. Evan, we're not we're not getting into personal lives here. We're talking about Nancy Lieberman. And I just want to tell a quick Nancy Lieberman story. Uh, when my daughter was in kindergarten, I was at a gym with I was coaching, and I was a heck of a coach. I yelled at those kids. I was Hubie Brown to uh, six and seven year old girls. I was screaming at them. Nice. And nice. we were in the gym practicing, and Nancy Lieberman walked by. I didn't know her from Adam. 
I just said, girls, I'm gonna, I want to ask this lady to come over and talk to you. They had no idea what she was saying. She came over, and she talked to those girls for 20 minutes uh, about, about the importance of being a female athlete. And she's an icon and, and probably, what was she, Lady Magic, they called her. And, and she, was, she's a, a, she was, Kevin, don't give me that. I, I, I don't had know. no idea. She's Lady no Magic. Idea. Yeah. She was probably the, better at her, what she did than almost anybody else on this list and the most approachable of them all. Better than, than anybody on this list. She was the, yep, yeah, in her sport, she was perhaps, at her t- the, when she was playing, the best. Right. Uh, and, and, dominated and, and, in her sport, no question. And and I, I I'm not disagreeing with that. And Nancy definitely, Nancy is is and always has been um, cool. And I think has become even cooler uh, in, in recent years as she's as she's continued to break barriers. But for me, you know, when you go back on the whole the whole aspect of cool and it, it, it's something that that everybody can appreciate. And I think that by and large, when it gets down to guys like it, and I know that Michael Johnson is on this list and he's a gold medal winner. And or gold NBA, shoes too. That was pretty cool. But I don't know that those are, that those are athletes that the entire mainstream uh, uh, identified with. I think to some extent, that's why, that's why it would be hard for me to put a hockey guy on the top of my list. I think in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, it's going to come down to mostly Cowboys, Always, uh, yeah. Mavericks, and Rangers. Well, and here's you know because Mike Modano, uh, certainly a heartthrob in this market. I don't think anybody would question Especially that. Especially in this room, <laughs> yeah. Is that one of the things that Mike Modano always said? He what he liked about being here as opposed to being before they moved from Minnesota uh, was that you know I come here and I can walk down the street and people don't mind me and it's and it's and he liked it much better. So it's kind of right. you're right it, it does have a different effect. I want to add a name that we did not read on this list later uh, earlier and I know it kind of stretches the boundaries a little bit and he's no longer with us. I wrote about him at his passing is Marcus Haynes. Uh you know Marcus Haynes a long time lived in Plano. Probably like I think he lived here like the last 40 years Are you going to make life, fun maybe. of Plano now? No, I'm not going to make okay. fun of it. Just because of Marcus Haynes. Now, listen, if you want to talk about cool, this is a guy that they made cartoons about. This is a, this is a guy that, uh, that was part of the Harlem Globetrotters, the coolest basketball team ever. So, uh, and he, he more or less kind of created the Harlem Globetrotters. In an era when, they, when the Globetrotters were cooler than they are now as well. Oh, well, much, right, so much I, more so. So, I, I, I put I, Marcus Haynes right up there. I, I think I said something that probably is going to be viewed as somewhat controversial when I kind of ruled out Michael Johnson because he is a gold medal winner. Um, Multiple gold medal winners. Yes. What are your thoughts on Michael Johnson? Because certainly for, from my perspective, for a very short period of time, he did grab just like, just like uh, some of the gymnasts who have come from this area, Nacho Lucan. And, it's, the nat- and, it's the nature of an Olympic Paris, athlete. It, right. Your time you comes very, and goes. Yes. You have a very short time on you it, do, it, and I, but I remember unless you go into like Olympic announcing, like a Dorothy Hamill did or something. I I don't think you you stay on the public consciousness. Well, that, that and that's the problem with, with that with being an Olympic athlete. Your time or being an individual good. sport athlete. Yes, uh, absolutely. Where, where you, but you know, I, I can remember call you back and you know back for old timers days. But Michael Johnson, of course, who's from Dallas, went to Skyline, then went to Baylor. Uh, I went. I remember going down and, and interviewing Michael when he was at Baylor, as going into his senior season in, in track. He had been kind of a little bit of a disappointment uh he had not been a huge recruit he was a very talented guy but he'd been hurt a lot 
And I remember sitting down in this in this old dilapidated facilities they had at the time there in Baylor at Floyd Casey Stadium and talking to this kid that I didn't really know much about. He was very nice and very, uh, but he was very determined to, to get better uh, because he had not really maximized potential. And then, of course, it was just like a, a comet going off from that point on. He was right. he was tremendous. And, and, you know, the thing about Michael now, also a very approachable guy, a very nice guy, uh, very pleasant. I believe that, Barry, did you – did you talk to him when you were out there doing I your, did. your I TCU talk, again, story? Again, again, very approachable. But guys, nice guy. when, when they're out of the line. But he was approachable in the line. Sure he was. Yeah, he was, he was as, always a good guy. Well. How about always Emmett? Well, uh, uh, hang oh, on. Before okay. we get through with these guys, I do want to – one guy that we don't have on our list that I think if you're talking about a niche sport person who somehow kind of wedged his way into the local consciousness, I, I mean, wasn't tattoo? I mean, with a with only one name, wasn't tattoo pretty? I don't think we know his cool other name. Not even his real name. No, it's not. I don't. I, you know, I couldn't even tell you what his real name is. I can't remember. I, I couldn't either. I did, but but oh, I mean, for, very for nice guy, guy too. Indoor soccer to be a a star in Dallas Fort Worth, I think was uh, was a pretty significant accomplishment. But again, throwing the shirts to everybody after a goal that was always fun. Well, they, I believe when when the sidekicks were doing that, they were the best team in town uh, for, for for a long time. It might have been that Mavericks right. were really struggling then. Certainly, the best right. team in Reunion Arena. And the Cowboys were uh, were struggling, I think, too. All right, so where where are we go? We're going with Emmett next. Emmett's I mean, next. Emmett, Emmett won Dancing with the Stars. I mean, does that not enter him into the finals of coolness? Uh no. No, that, 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 he didn't need to do that to be up there. Uh, certainly, Emmett, if you're talking about uh, the way he conducted himself as an athlete, uh, as a uh, certain, you know, he's an all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Uh, he played hurt. That you know, the, the game that he played against the Giants with with a, with a busted shoulder. I can't remember what was wrong with his shoulder, but he's running uh, with an injured shoulder and had a great game. Uh, certainly, that stands out in in fans' memories. Uh, he is the all-time leading rusher in NFL history. Yeah, so. I just said that. Thanks right. for listening. All right, and now I, I, was, looking at, <laughs> I, was, I was looking up Tattoo's real name, which I do know now. But uh, on, the, on the yeah. Emmett, uh, on the Emmett factor, let me ask you this here. You have, you know, from from those '90s teams, you had the triplets, and and so Troy, Emmett, and Michael were all part of every conversation. Um, uh, in the '70s, the the defense and, and and the Doomsday defense, there were a lot of stars on the Doomsday defense. But when I come back to Roger, it's like Roger was the overwhelming personality face of that franchise. And, and I think in the '90s, you could make the case that any one of those three triplets was the guy for the Cowboys. And, and I think in some ways that kind of takes a little bit away from each one of them. Well, they're inseparable, those, those three well, guys. Well, buried behind the, the triplets is, is a, uh, a guy I, who's in the now Cowboy Ring of Honor who will be a Hall of Famer who uh, who would would have stood out if it wasn't for the triplets. It's Darren Woodson. That was a little later yeah. in their success. You know, Well, they, he was on two of the three he, uh, Super Bowls. He was a but that's the thing, and when you're overshadowed by other guys on your own team, it's it's difficult for you to be right. the king of cool. Well, I will say this though about Darren Woodson: uh, if you're talking about Cowboys from the '90s, uh, he's my favorite. He's uh, also your neighbor now. He's he? also my neighbor. He lives two streets over, one, one street over actually. Yeah, uh, right, so, a great guy. He he Darren Woodson was a guy. If you're, you know, first of all, he was a great player, a great safety, probably an underrated safety. Um, and, uh, and, and not only that, you go into the locker room, he's always, uh, willing to talk, 
a lot of these other guys we, we, we've mentioned and talked about it, and that's okay. You don't have to be great talking to the media, but if, if that's part of the qualification that you're approachable and a good guy, there was none better than Darren Woodson. All right. We're, we're, and look, we've all, we've all got our own personal favorites. And I mean, for me, and this is, this is something that. It's just that mine is the know, only one that matters. Much of the public didn't see, but from the day Michael Young walked into the Rangers clubhouse, I saw a guy who came in with with style, with confidence, and he had just a certain kind of uh, electricity in, in my mind around him. And you know, the guy earned the nickname from his teammates of Slick and Mister Ranger. So there's there's that, but I don't know that that the general public saw saw that much of who Michael is. And so for me, you know, why he'd be He'd be very much at the top of my list. I don't think I can put him there because the general public saw the guy who was the very measured voice of the Rangers and, and who did actually have those two blow-ups with John Daniels, but now is very much a part of the uh, the, the brain trust. Here. Well, that, Michael didn't let his personality out, and that was that was if that's a problem, then that was the problem. You know, you, right. you, you saw Pudge's big smile out there when he played. Right. You know, I can remember Pudge. when when was was it when they got uh, Alfonso Soriano came to the Rangers and in his jersey, I think was uh, almost immediately like the leading you know seller seller. Right. Uh, and it was re- re- ridiculous. Alfonso Soriano over Michael Young. I mean, come on. Right. I, I thought but that I, was I, ludicrous. Okay, I do think that that's that, that some aspect of personality on the field, like Pudge's smile, um, Nolan's steeliness, those kinds of things. Uh, those kinds of things factor into what your, your definition of, of a cool athlete is, too. Right. Okay, I was I was going to ask everybody to throw in one name that we hadn't talked about. You threw Michael Young in. Kevin, throw a name in that we haven't. I did Marcus Haynes. That was my Marcus guy. Haynes. Okay, yeah. I'm going to throw a name in that is the, is the anti-cool by our definition, but will make out the people on our web desk happy. What about Johnny Manziel, the future Cowboy quarterback? <laughs> Johnny Manziel. They say they, yeah. but they say they say throw his name in anywhere, and it, it, it's an it's an internet sensation. Well, let me tell you I, something. I, if I, he'd stopped playing football after he left college, uh, if he, if his last game had been that game against Oklahoma in in the Cotton Bowl, when I, I I'm telling you that was the most fun I've ever had watching anybody play football. I, and I say that when I say fun. I, that was a game. Watching him run around those Sooners in that game made, made you laugh. I know the most fun you ever had was watching Jake Sherrington play quarterback well, at Hillcrest High School. Played at, he played at Texas I, Stadium. Uh, actually, right. one time. I, at Hill, well, for Hillcrest yes, High School. He did. I mean. Thank you very much. I didn't, that was, I, that was a lot more angst you. involved in that. <laughs> But I that, think you, we'll have to save the majority of the Johnny Manziel segment for our next special, which will be douchiest athletes in DFW history. Oh, so. Evan, Kevin, Evan, 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 Evan. Terrible. So, Evan, are, are, what are, what are we going to do? Are we going to have an online uh, vote on this or I, I survey? Think, I, I, I think our fine folks on the web desk are going to put a uh, poll online for people to vote uh, for their for their top three or their top their their coolest athlete in dfw history but i think it is time for us to reveal each of our own personal top three so um i will let uh i will let the oldest one go first Barry, okay Barry. Go right I, I have somebody who's who we haven't even discussed in my top three but i'm going to use him anyway everson walls who was really cool he was he was the guy who drove tom landry nuts uh tom landry once had a meeting uh, with with his, with the Cowboy players and said, look, too much stuff is leaking out of here. Nobody talked to the media. Three minutes later, Everson Walsh was on the phone to Gary Myers to tell him about 
about the meeting. So we, we had a story in the paper the next day <laughs> telling everybody that Tom Landry had a meeting. Those were the good old days. To, uh, to not talk to the media. So I'm going to have Everson Walls, Nancy Lieberman, I said, and uh, I'll throw in uh, Troy Aikman. Uh, am I, so I, it's up to you. I'm going at my age. Okay, then I'm going next. Well, I think I've already made known uh, my three. I, I'm, I'm going with Dirk, Dandy, and Marcus Haynes. Okay. And Is that order? One, two, Dirk, Dirk, one. Uh, I think, yeah, Dirk, Dandy, Marcus. Yeah, I think that's the way I'll, okay. I'll vote. Okay, yeah. Evan, the baby of the group. So, I, listen, uh, and, and also the newcomer to Dallas, having only been here 20 years. Um, but I have got to pick Pudge just because of, of that personality, and I think that, that – he is a Hall of Famer who was basically homegrown here, um, and he is still around. I, I, I go in the Cowboy quarterback category. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear I lean towards Roger, and maybe that is some of my boyhood fandom leaking in, but that that was the guy, and that was that was he was Captain America to me. Um, and, and then top of the list is to me is Dirk, and, and I think that was the whole genesis for this for this discussion is, is we are, you know, kind of watching the, the, the end period of Dirk's career. And I think that as it's come, we, we, we have witnessed a guy in Dallas Fort Worth who has just redefined to me what cool is. He is a guy who is, you know, there's, there's no pretense about he, uh, he is excellent at what he does. He, uh, in in today's world in which social media dominates dirk has a presence on social media that is fun and um uh and and somewhat approachable and he's a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of well doesn't have any scandal really ever associated with him so he he kind of he, he tops my list I, I would say also on on dirk and we we have to remember about that how long has he played now in this market 16 years i think yeah. i think it is who who else who else has ever played here sixteen years? Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it. Is is a lot of these guys have stayed around uh, longer, but I don't know that anybody had a longer playing career than than Dirk has. No, I don't either. Certainly not a longer playing t- career at the top of at the top, at the top of, of his game. game. That's absolutely right. All right, that's our special edition on the coolest athletes and what in else did we have today, history. Kevin? We also had the the Rangers with Evan talking to uh, our uh, our. Our pal, the third base coach, Mr. Beasley, who's who's uh, has cancer, and uh, and also what the work he's doing with Elvis Andrus and with Ruggie Odor in the middle infield, uh, fine work he's Profar. doing there, and and uh, talking about Jerks and Profar as well, and then we also had David Moore on, uh, a guy who Evan Grant really despises, uh, talking about the Cowboys' quarterback situation, the medical situation with Tony Romo. You know the most stunning let's thing. Be, the let's most be stunning. Clear. I don't despise Tony Romo. I despise David. Moore. The, 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 <laughs> And, and the most remarkable thing about that recap from Kevin was that he actually remembered what we did. Yes, how about that? That's that's incredible. It did really well. So let's let's say goodbye, Evan. Thanks so much. We, we, will you be with us? In will you be here in the studio next week? Are you? I will be with you in the studio, and we will, um, in all likelihood, have John Daniels on the phone from Surprise. So beautiful. All right. So you've ruined the surprise. Now there we go. Until then, I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn, and in Surprise, we had Evan Grant. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.